Today's episode is a little bit different because I'm going to be taking you behind the scenes on a typical day in my life as a toddler mom, a full-time teacher, and someone with an online business that feels like another full-time career. I'm going to tell you the good and the bad of a typical day in this very busy life and how I've managed to get the whole thing down to just a few hours a night, not every day of the week. And I'm going to tell you all of the good and all of the bad to all of the stuff that's working and all the stuff that's not working. I am not going to sugarcoat this and I'm going to be answering all your questions about how I make it work and how you can make it work too. How can we as creative educators and entrepreneurs find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. huge reality show fan that I am, it only seemed fitting to do a behind the scenes podcast. In this podcast, I'll tell you a little about what my days are like as a hustling teacher mama, and I'll answer all your burning questions about my boring life. Who knows, maybe you'll learn a tip or two, but more likely I'll be asking you for advice on this podcast episode. Before we dive in, I just want to thank you again for leaving your reviews of the podcast and sharing on Instagram. Being the new girl to the podcasting world is tough and your support is helping me spread the word. So please keep sharing. I'll always repost your Insta story and I would love for you to leave a review if you haven't done that yet. Jen from The Teacher Next Door says, Alyssa shares so much knowledge about the ins and outs of a variety of teacher side hustles. Her background in teaching as well as marketing makes a perfect combination for those who decide to dive into the teacher business world. Thank you so much, Jen, for your feedback. I really appreciate it. All right, so I asked my people over on Instagram to give me a few questions to answer after I went through my typical day. So I'm going to go through my typical day and then I'll answer. You had some really great questions. So I had to think about some of those, what my answers were going to be. So we'll get to those toward the end of the podcast. Going through my typical day, uh, what are my mornings like? Well, in the morning, I like to set my alarm for about an hour earlier than the kids get out of bed. That way I have some time to myself. I make sure that I brew the coffee the night before. I have out my little journal beside my bed and I write down all of my goals for the day before I even get out of bed. And then I meditate for about 30 minutes or so. You guys, I couldn't even keep a straight face when I was saying that. All of that sounds so stinking nice, but I don't do any of that. I, I, in actuality, I don't need an alarm at all because my two-year-old stands like a half inch from my face and repeats, mommy, 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 until I can't even like pretend to be sleeping anymore. He usually asks me to watch this TV show called Blippi. If you're a mom of toddlers, you probably know B-L-I-P-P-I, which is really some guy 
guy that's my age and he wears orange overalls and he sings about tractors and excavators and so I spend the next 15 minutes of my morning trying to figure out how I can get my husband Matt to get his own YouTube channel so that he can be his own version of Blippi and we can be rich like that guy. But really, (laughs) the 15 minutes of Blippi, I know, screen time, I know, I get it. Please don't judge me. I'm giving you the behind the scenes look and I'm giving you the truth. The truth is I don't do the morning routine. I let my kid watch Blippi and I take that 15 minutes and actually do some business stuff during that time. That's when I really prefer to write. Um, I write my best content first thing in the morning. I don't know why. I just do. So I stay in bed. I pick up my phone. I don't feel guilty about this. This is my time to really clear my email inbox. I go through my Instagram engagement routine and I write my content. And I need those shower notes too. I really want to get those shower notes because then when I get in the shower, I get tons of ideas in there. My mind is just moving in the morning. Surprisingly enough, the morning is really my creative time. And so I really want to add some some morning routine in there. I know I said that it's tough for me with toddlers. I know it's not impossible. I know some of you probably do it. I am not ever going to be the kind of person that gets up an hour ahead of my kids. I stay up late, so I like to sleep in in the morning as much as I possibly can. But I would like to add some of the shorter little bursts of work that I can do in the morning that I enjoy, like writing. I would love to add reading to my morning routine, just like a couple pages, just kind of keep my mornings intentional. I love the idea of reading my business book or my professional development book right when I get out of bed. Just a few pages, nothing crazy, but just to kind of keep myself learning. And I really have a hard time squeezing reading into my day other than during that time. So that would be a perfect time to add that in. So then what we do is we get the baby up because he actually likes to sleep in. Uh, Thanks a lot. That doesn't do me any good when my younger kid wants to sleep in. (laughs) I haven't slept past 6 a.m. since like 2015. But once the baby's up, that's when the real craziness begins. So typically one of them throws a complete tantrum because I cut his banana wrong or whatever I did wrong that morning and like fist to the counter, real tears. Definitely there's going to be milk on the ground. So if you're not a mama yet, I just want to give you a little bit of warning about what it's like to get two toddlers ready for the day. It is crazy. Getting them dressed, you can buy all the cute fancy outfits in the world. But if your two-year-old wants to wear his brother's size 18-month dinosaur tank top and it's the middle of December and you have to be to work in 20 minutes, you say, yes, honey, you can wear that tiny little dinosaur tank top. Getting the two of them dressed for the day is seriously like putting an octopus in a bathing suit is the only analogy I can think of. Don't even bother putting your own like nice teacher clothes on sooner than five minutes before you walk out the door. It kind of reminds me of t-shirt time on Jersey Shore. It's like t-shirt time for me. I only I only put on my clothes right before I'm running out the door because I don't want to wear peanut butter and spit up on my shirt for the day. And I learned that the hard way. By now, at this point in the morning, my coffee, to be real, is usually cold. I probably forgot to eat breakfast. There's for sure one more meltdown as we're going to the car. And so if you're a principal listening to this and you have a teacher mama on your staff and she is late, please don't ask her questions. You probably don't want to know the answer. Probably the toddler's shoe felt weird or he wanted to wear his coat backwards today or he needed a chicken nugget before they left the house. You just never know what that meltdown is going to be. But in all seriousness, I'm accepting tips on getting my morning together for real. Some things I have figured out, like it's helpful to put their clothes. I put them in one of those day of the week organizers, everything from their shirts to their socks or shoes, everything, because that way there's no debate about the clothes. You're wearing what's 
parents in there. If dad gets them dressed, they're not coming out with like some sort of weird combination. They're wearing something that matches. And I'm trying to weed out the junk from our closets and keep just the sheer amount of clothing in our house to a minimum because we do not need as many clothes as we have. So I've been thinking about getting like a timer for the morning too so that the timer tells my toddler when it's time for us to go out the door because it seems like if I say it's time for us to go, there's always resistance. But I don't know. Maybe it's just a feeling I have, but I feel like the timer might be a little bit better. So let me know. I am not the giver of advice when it comes to morning. Let me know what morning routines you use. You can definitely help me out um, on Instagram at teacher by nap time. If you have suggestions for keeping my morning smooth, I would love to hear them. And if you want to get up early and write down your goals, I'm going to totally do that with you, but I need an accountability partner. So let me know if you want to be an accountability partner on our miracle mornings, like the book says. And so then uh, my typical school day, I teach in in the school where I went to school. I live about 10 minutes from the school. So I tried to listen to a podcast during my drive to work, but it does usually take me the trip to school and back to finish a podcast. And I do find though that that's the best place to get my learning, like my continuous learning in. So that frees up my work time in the evenings. That's when I like to work to be able to create and market in my business. So I do try to get my learning in on the way to school, even though it's a short ride. Sometimes I drive around the block a few times before I can pick the kids up from daycare uh, to get the rest of my podcast in. And so it's my 13th year of teaching fifth grade and I do love the age. I do love them. I like the big big kids. I would even do middle or high school someday. My favorite projects that I do in fifth grade have to do with literacy. Of course, in the digital world, I like all of the, basically love teaching them kind of marketing, I guess, like how to deal with the noise online, how to read text when you know, there's just so much to deal with on a page online, how to actually read the words in an article when you're reading them on a computer, how that might be a little bit different from reading it in a physical book. I like podcasting with kids and all of that stuff, listening to podcasts, creating podcasts with kids, basically the same stuff that I do in marketing, I like to do in my classroom. So um, I geek out on all of that stuff. And I work in an awesome school that is super supportive of that, very innovative. There's really laid back. My principal is the best. My coworkers are a blast. It's for sure a fun school. And I know that I'm really lucky to be there. And then after school, uh, when I do get home, finally, my main goal is to try to stay off my laptop, my phone. I try to really stay away from the business stuff until the kids go to bed. It is tempting to try to catch up. My business is my for- is my self care. It's I can't wait to get to it when they get to bed. And I'm not perfect in staying away from it because I want to veg out and look at my phone and see what's going on in my business. But I have to get my systems and processes down and I'm getting better and better at it. And the better I get at my systems, the less time that I need to spend on my business. And just it's so much more simple to stay away from it. My kids are really routine. They have been since they were babies. So I'm lucky enough that bedtime is not nearly as chaotic as the mornings. I pay in the mornings, but the evenings are fine. They settle into bed. I set up my work for the night. One key thing for me was really setting aside a space in my house to work. There were a couple of months when I first started my online business and I was working off of the kitchen table. And if you are doing that, I cannot tell you what a game changer it is to have a space, whether you have to make it in your closet, wherever I ended up having to take over Matt's office space and he moved his office to the basement, but he doesn't really care because everybody leaves him alone down there. So he likes it, but I'm in his office space now and it's just made a world of difference. So I head into there um, and 
I should mention that I don't do my schoolwork at home at all unless I want to create something new or I need to catch up or something, but I save my nights for my business. And the way that I do that is I'm really effective with my time inside of school. Now, I do teach a subject that I've been teaching for a long time, so that definitely makes it easier. But the way I get really effective with my time in school is just, I have to thank my colleagues. Um, You know, if you watch my Insta stories, you know my work wife, Kate, and she and I, we prep everything together. We copy for one another. We share that workload completely. So that makes things really easy. Uh, The reason we do that is because we talk through our pretty much our whole prep. So we like don't get anything (laughs) productive done. So we have to help each other to get through the day. But most of the time, really, we do keep our heads down and we do get things done. And after school, we try not to chat. We stay after school for 40 minutes. We get our stuff done. We work the whole time. We divide up the work. This year, we're going to be departmentalizing. But in the past, I would plan for ELA. She would plan for math and we would divide up the other subjects. We'd make copies. We're both moms. We both have to get our kids at a certain time. It only makes sense. Two heads are better than one that we plan together and really just utilize our time to the max that we can while we're there. But we do get off track from time to time, as you know, if you watch my Instagram. When I do sit down to work in the evenings, I use my power of three system that I talked about in a previous episode. So I have three big quarterly goals. I break them down into nightly tasks. I like to keep all my tasks inside Asana. I like the simplicity of that calendar view. I like the color coded calendar. I like to check things off when I'm done. And any task that doesn't get done by the end of the week rolls over into the next week. It's just really simple. I make sure that I spend time learning, creating and marketing and I batch work as much as I possibly can. So this system paired with my content strategy works so well. And I also front load the work whenever I have a vacation or a weekend day to work. I batch work some of the tasks that take longer so that they're all scheduled out. So between the podcast and supporting the Teacher Hustle You crew, I spend about two to four hours a week in creating and marketing. I spend the rest of the time if if I have remaining time learning and I spend some of it on coaching calls as well. So that's taken me a long time to get my business down to that two to four hours a week. Uh, There were nights that I was not doing that. So full disclosure, that was not the case when I was creating the content for Teacher Hustle University. So if you are thinking about creating a course or any kind of online education like I did, I do want to warn you that it is that is not, I don't know, maybe you can figure out a way to make it two to four hours a week, but that is not the way it went in the beginning. It for sure took a ton of front loading. During the time that I first started my business, I was staying up until 2 a.m. every morning. I'm full disclosure here. This is, I am not sugarcoating this. 2 a.m. sometimes later. I was not getting sleep. It was not healthy. I got back up the next day at 6 a.m. I actually got sick a few times. Like I know that I made myself sick. The thing is, when I get an idea in my head, I have to see it through. It's almost a downfall of mine. I somehow, I did the work of a full-time job between the hours of 7 a.m. and 2 a.m. I I got my teaching done and I did the work of a full-time online uh, educator. So I'm really glad that I did it. I'm so proud of what has come of it. It's a system that works. It's a framework that works and I can now provide that information to teachers, but front-loading it has given me the time to support them now in implementing it, which is really amazing. I would not recommend though, if you're going to create 
programming, online education, I would wait till you have like a vacation. I don't even know if you could get it done over a vacation, guys, or a summer break, or divide up your time and do it slowly over time. Um, if you can stand holding on to your idea that long, just simply because it, it probably wasn't for the my health the best choice. <laughs> and so here are the questions that you all asked me on Instagram, which were amazing questions. It really made me think, and I love them. But that's how my typical day went. And so the first question that I got on Instagram was, how do you keep yourself on track and motivated after a long day of teaching? And um, this is really hard. This episode is all about honesty. I don't have all of this stuff down. So as you know, because I'm sure you are too, by the end of the school day, I am exhausted. And I don't even have to exaggerate that word because if you are a teacher, you know what teacher tired is. You know what I'm talking about. I'm tired. And my toddlers don't really have a meter for that. They want me to play and I really guilt myself into getting out the train set and the arts and crafts and doing all the things uh, with them. And so I feel like there's this window right after school where if I don't have the kids repeating my name over and over and begging me for a snack, I could take a nap. If if they weren't all on me about doing something and getting them something, I, I could nap, you know, if I didn't have toddlers. But if I can power through that time, if I can power through that time where I'm really exhausted, I get a little bit of a second wind almost. I can power through. I can get some playtime in with them. I really enjoy cooking dinner. So if I can make it to dinner, that's like a milestone for me. And I try to really focus on dinner and tell the kids that they need to play on their own. That's another thing too that's difficult right now with their ages. But if I can cook dinner, I really enjoy it. And that's kind of like my therapy. So I try to make it through to dinner. Then Matt and I have this thing that I know sounds really weird. It's couch time. And I know I feel like that sounds dumb. I should come up with a cooler name than couch time. But basically, we sit next to each other on the couch after dinner. We let the kids play on their own. And we do this We do this for them as much as we do it for us. We need time to reconnect after the day. And if couch time wasn't like part of our routine, we would forget to reconnect. We also think it's important for the kids to see us dedicating time to each other and important that they have a time where they need to play independently. But uh, after that 15 minutes is over, they get back to wrestling with dad and that's that. And we're lucky if we get 15 minutes from it. And by the time my second wind <laughs> comes, it all it goes just as fast. It's over by the time the kids go to bed. I am a total grandma. If I could, I would go to bed at 8 p.m. every night with them. But I try not to do that most nights. And here's why, which is probably a longer story than you wanted in this answer, because this might be a whole separate episode. But I had really bad postpartum anxiety with my firstborn, which resulted in me not getting any sleep at all. With my second kid, it was much, much better. And I took that opportunity to sleep, which seems great. But the way it played out was that I slept every night. As soon as the baby went to bed, I went to bed, which seems great, right? You got some sleep. That's awesome. But what was happening was it was causing me to miss out on moments that I had that were just for me or just for me and Matt. I was doing the mom thing from the time I got up. I was teaching and then the only time that I ever had to myself because I went to bed with the baby was that 10 minute car ride to work and back. And I realized that by staying awake and doing whatever, like I didn't need to do anything productive, just watching Netflix with Matt or working on a project if that's what I wanted to do, that by doing that, I was actually giving myself the gift of time for me. That was my self-care time. So now I do make an effort to stay awake um, past the kid's bedtime for at least a little while. And I have to balance that now because the other side of me, the me now, who is, you know, away from 
the baby stage a little bit, I get obsessed with projects and I stay up till 2 a.m. And so somewhere in there, I have to find the balance. One that I'm settling into right now because the bulk of the work for Teacher Hustle University, the, the basis, the framework, the baseline, that's done. So where I am working on my business now for maybe a few hours a week feels super light, simple things that I want to do that fills me up instead of wearing me out, like coaching calls and podcasting and, and doing live calls and creating monthly content. That's a step that I really like to do. And I can keep my to-do list really light so that I feel accomplished by the end of the hour that I spend. And I can still go to bed at a reasonable hour. I don't need to go to bed at 2 a.m. One thing I don't do though, now that I've started to take my business seriously is watch TV. As I'm coming out of the front-loading phase of my business and I'm getting my systems and automation in place, I want to bring back TV now that I'm in this spot again. But for a very long time, I did not watch any TV and I was kind of a TV watcher before. And it seems weird to want to add like TV back into my routine. I know that probably sounds crazy, but I like to turn off my brain. I like to take in some mindless TV. I miss my episodes of Catfish and Teen Mom. I'm way, way behind, months behind my Netflix shows. I like to catch up on that stuff. And now that I'm in a routine of doing this business a few hours a week, I'd like to get back into the uh, the TV time. The next question I got on Instagram was, do you schedule your day out ahead of time? And what does that look like? And so I do. Um, the systems have saved me and I'm all about the schedule. Asana is a total lifesaver, like I said before, but a plain old calendar or notebook would do just fine. The idea is to have your three big goals, your tasks that get you to your goals, and then break down the, the tasks even further to what you think you can accomplish in whatever time you have in front of you. Maybe it's a half an hour, an hour, two hours, write down what you think you can accomplish and then roll over anything that you don't. So I like to think of it this way, like, okay, tonight the baby went down. I'm going to work from 7.30 to 9.30. 9.30, I'm going to go to bed. In that time, I can probably get these four tasks done and they are tasks that are going to move me toward my larger goal. I almost need like a giant post-it note or chart paper in my office that says, this is this moving you toward your goal? If yes, go ahead and do it. If no, ditch it. One of the first things my business coach asked me was where I was wasting the most of my time. She asked me that question. Alyssa, where are you wasting your time? And at first I thought, you know, where am I wasting my time? Is it on Instagram? What am I doing? And for me, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time doing this, but where I was spending a lot of my time, most of my time was answering questions for students in Teacher Hustle University, which is my favorite thing to do. That's why it was taking me so much time because the first thing I would sit down to do when I had that 7.30 to 9.30 time is go through and answer all their questions. It's my favorite thing to do. But before I knew it, I had spent an hour answering questions and I couldn't get anything else done. And that doesn't mean that I can't answer their questions, but what it means is I need a system for answering their questions. First of all, I reflected about why do I feel like I even need to answer every question? And I realized that when I hop into the Teacher Hustle University, our private members only Facebook group, and I hop in there right away to answer every question, then I'm not giving the other crew members a chance to answer that question. And they usually have great insight. So once I have answered a question in the group, if I do it first, then it may, it might appear to them that I'm saying that's the right answer. And that's not the way that I mean to coach. That's not the way that I want to coach. That's not the way I want the group to go uh, for them. So once I noticed that and reflected on that and realized that, I realized that not only would I be serving myself, 
by kind of pulling back on this and adding a system to it. But I'd also be serving the crew better because I needed a schedule for popping in the group. So now what I do is a couple nights a week, I have it on my schedule 20 minutes that I go in and answer their questions. I get to anything that the group wasn't able to answer or that I feel I need to chime in on, but I've backed off a bit and the crew is already developing a stronger relationship, a bond, and I'm able to get more done for them in my 7.30 to 9.30 time. I'm still working on content for them, but I'm not spending my entire time answering those questions in the group. So my advice would be to sit down and the first question to ask yourself is like, what is taking up all my time? What are those time suckers? Do some serious reflection around them. Why are you spending all your time there? Is it really serving you? Is it really serving your audience? And then rework it so there's a system that serves both you and your business in a better way. Now, as far as scheduling out my marketing tasks, you know, that's a big old, yes, I do. There's another episode in itself. That's a great question. I think now I have three ideas for episodes. So I batch work everything and I batch work it on certain nights whenever possible. Each month looks almost identical to the last month. So on Tuesdays, I script my podcast episodes. On Wednesdays, I record them. Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays, I make sure I pop into the Facebook group for the 20 minutes, like I said. Thursdays are my THU days, if you get it. Thursdays, THU days, Teacher Hustle University days. So I record my master classes. I do live hot seat coaching. I have a routine around recycling my content for social media. That way I'm only creating cornerstone content one time a month and then I schedule it out from there. So using those themes, I schedule out all my social media posts, my pins, my emails for all of the people that I'm talking to in email and social media. The one exception is Instagram though. Uh, this is just a total personal preference, but I like to, I don't like to schedule Instagram out ahead of time. I will put it in an app. Right now I'm using Planoly, but I think I'm thinking about switching to later. I do plan out my feed visually and like I do put my ideas into Planoly, but I really like to write in the mornings. I don't like to sit down and force it. I like to write as it, as kind of the moment happens, which is usually for me in the mornings, but overall, I can't tell you how incredibly valuable systems, a schedule, goals, and a routine are for a side hustle and teacher mama, because there is no way in heck I would get all of this stuff done without all of that. We're doing full-time work. If you're doing this and you are a teacher you're and you have a business, you're doing full-time work in less than half the time. So the more systematized we are, the better our results will, will be. And it's entirely possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. I know I was a little doom and gloom with the staying up till 2am, but it's entirely possible to get this down and systematized to a few hours a week if you are streamlined and laser focused and strategic and you don't waste time with stuff that doesn't move your business forward. Another question was, how do you manage the overwhelm that comes with so many life and work to do's? A great, another great question. So I have my amazing business coach and she constantly like, this is what I love about her. She reminds me to take things lightly. I tend to want to do everything the best. If you have 
had any interaction with me, you know this about me already. Nothing that I do can just be normal or okay or average. It has to be above and beyond. It's a downfall and also a strength. I get obsessed with projects and nothing can get in my way when I want to get them done. But my business coach reminds me to stay present with my kids and that done is better than perfect. She keeps things refreshingly simple and she reminds me to do that too. She reminds me that being real and authentic and relatable is part of my personality, which is why people want to work with me so that I should just stick with that. So an example of this is I've been recording this video series for the launch of Teacher Hustle University. And you guys, I did this ridiculous thing where I thought that I should try to make it look professionally recorded. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. Talk about overwhelming. I actually thought about hiring a professional videographer and then I realized so fast, like that is so unnecessary, Alyssa. But I did try to DIY it myself and try to make it look professional because I can totally DIY that, right? Wrong. So wrong. Incredibly wrong. Everything went wrong. Everything you could possibly think of went wrong. First of all, did you know it's really hard to film yourself because you have to set up the shot, then get in the shot, then test the shot, get back out to see how the shot came out, watch it again, switch it up if it was wrong. And then finally, when I did start recording, something went wrong every time. The camera fell, my head was cut off, the battery died. I didn't know the battery died, so I just kept right on filming. And then when I finally got a video that I thought was perfect, it was that was great, I got it. I loaded it on the computer and it was blurry. I don't know why, it was blurry. If you saw my Insta stories, you know I showed you a few bloopers. I sat down to try to re-record it on my computer so it wouldn't be blurry and suddenly my dog decided he had a case of the non-stop bark-itis and he just was barking and barking and barking. Every time I would start the video, he would bark. And then I saw that my business coach, she had released a video to her page and it was just of her sitting casually at her computer recording on her crappy computer camera and it was great. The information in her video was good and that was the only thing that mattered. And I remember that's why I love her so much because her videos aren't professionally edited. It's the first thing I loved about her. I felt more connected to her because she wasn't perfectly perfect. I feel like I could go to coffee with her. I could laugh or cry or whatever. She's not some big shot marketing person who takes pictures in front of her Porsche. She's a regular mom like me. She's a mom who is killing it with her online business. She has a ton of valuable information to share and she's just real. So I have got to chill with the to-do list. I've got to chill with the projects. I've got to chill with trying to be perfect. I have got to let things go. There is no way I can do it all. I have to keep it light. All right, thank you for caring about what my day looks like. I know that it's kind of boring, but hopefully you picked up a tip or two and I want to hear about all your productivity tips. I'm taking all your suggestions on how to make my mornings more productive and maybe I can have a few of you on the podcast to teach me all about mornings. If you haven't already, be sure you reserve your spot for my free video training on how to sell without being icky, pushy, or salesy, how to stay authentically you when you are showcasing your products. The videos are not professionally recorded, but I promise you're going to walk away with more clarity around your marketing strategy and you can save your spot for that training. There's also a live training included. It's over at alissamcdonald.com slash video. Thanks.
so much for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get the latest episodes. If you have a question for me about marketing, mindset, momming, or even life in general, really anything along the lines of anything that I talk about, you can send me a voice recording over at alyssamcdonald.com slash askalyssa. That's A-L-I-S-S-A. No, I could never get those personalized pencils when I was in elementary school because I spelled my name with an I. Anyway, if you have a question and you send me a voice recording, who knows, your question might be featured on the next podcast. I can't wait to connect with you and I'll see you back here next week.